Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Guys, welcome back to season, we don't do seasons, of Probably Podcast. I've been gone. We've been gone. I've missed you. I've missed you desperately, immensely. Also, um, I'm in my house doing a solo episode. This might be one of the last, okay, it won't be the last, but this is like we're, we're nearing the end of an era for my living room podcast, which is fucking sad. Like producer Courtney is sitting here, obviously, as she always is. And I'm just thinking about where we started. I'm just thinking about the times that I was like, don't worry, this is temporary. <laughs> don't worry, my microwave and kitchen in the back as if we're running a cooking show, it's temporary. But we've really created quite the home here for each other. And I'm sad to leave it, but not sad because we'll be in a new home. Um, I have so many updates for you guys. I was gone for about a month and yeah, I don't know if I'll ever do it again. I just really, no, no rest for the wicked. I think I'm just going to keep on podcasting because there's so much to catch up on. I don't want to turn this into a part one, part two, because I know that's always like a cliffhanger vibe, but like, I'm going to try to like really sum things up quickly because we've just, we've missed out on so much with each other. Starting with, I have this blanket on. I was just telling producer Courtney, I was like, this is, is the blanket in the shot. She's like, kind of, but you're at your house. And I was like, do you ever think to yourself, oh my God, it's so cold in your house. But like, you are the owner of your house. You live in your house. You're the adult in charge. And you're like, who the fuck runs this place? Why is it so cold in here? But it's like, I do. And I have made it this temperature, but I'm just really cold. Also, there's a couple of things that really have just gotten me quite irked. There's a lot of things that I need to update you on. I will start with an irk of my life right now, and I will end with an irk. And for those reasons, I've decided that I will be drinking on this podcast, okay? And I used to drink every single podcast. I actually said that to producer Courtney, too. I go, at any time that you've known me in the beginning, back whenever I would not podcast without a beverage of alcohol, were you ever like, damn? And she's like, no, but it really was any time. Any t- it didn't matter what day, what time. A beverage was in hand. So um, yeah, we're drinking. I'm going to give you the first update and I'm going to give you this one because I literally just got the text 10 minutes before Courtney walked in. So I have basically, if you guys recall a previous episode where I discussed how I was really frustrated with my landlord, not my landlord, I should preface. My landlord is actually a, a precious gem. She, she's like this sweet Southern woman who's like, I know, listen, I know the owners of this house. And I don't want to rag on them too much because like one, I think we should respect our elders and allegedly there's like two women in their seventies. They sound a bit ornery. I'm not going to lie. Um, they're my grandmother's age and my grandma seems a lot sweeter. That's all I'm going to say about their personalities. But um, I don't want to rag on them too much because as you recall, I 
did this to myself whenever I was like, oh, you want me out by June? I'll do you one better. I'm out in May. And then I was like, fuck, why I do that? Why I do that? So basically I had this idea that I would like put all my stuff in storage, get an Airbnb. I got to, I'm like a really functional person in stressful situations. I really do just like thrive in stressful atmospheres. Um, if it weren't for the last minute, I wouldn't get anything done kind of vibe. Like I really do thrive in it. But every once in a while, I'll hit this like verge of, and I don't want to call it a panic attack because I know people have real panic attacks and I've only experienced that like once in my life. And I know how serious that can be. So I don't want to like discredit that and say I had a panic attack, but I caught myself getting really panicky, really anxious and really stressed out when I thought about all the stuff that I had to do in order to leave this home in May, whenever I, the first, I was in London for a month. And then the first weekend of May was stagecoach. And then this, we're going to recap all that, by the way. And then the second weekend of May was Taylor Swift, iconic. And then the third weekend of May, this weekend, I'm going to Dallas for my sister-in-law's graduation from med school. Shouts out to Lauren, you're iconic, um, Dr. Ford. And so then I get back with a literally like eight days to pack up this entire home. And I know you guys just see the kitchen. Um, but I got a lot of shit in here, okay? It's a it's a four-bedroom house and I've got a lot of things. So with like a backyard patio with outdoor furniture. So I had this panicky moment. I was like, hold on, we're not gonna panic. We are going to call the landlord. We're gonna tell, we're gonna grovel. We're gonna grovel, we're gonna say we've made a grave mistake. Um, please accept my apologies. I'm not gonna do you one better. I'm gonna ask can I please stay here and pay the exuberant upcharge in rent? Can I please pay? I didn't care at that point. I was like, I'll pay even more to stay here for one more month just to like really get my ducks in a row and be able to like move out seamlessly to move out like most people move out of a home, which is where you move out in a truck and the truck drives to your new house and drops the stuff off there versus this like cockamamie way of me doing like pack up all my stuff, put it in storage, get an Airbnb, go to London for a month. I also, this is a money saving podcast. I also made the decision that like, going abroad to like Croatia and just like living my best life was probably not financially stable when I'm about to close on a home. So James and I have decided to not go abroad for June, but for him to come here for all of June. So um, yeah, I was like, you know what? I just need to stay in the house. So I messaged her that on Friday, today's Monday. And I was just kind of like waiting and I got the text back today from her and she was like, hi. So if it was up to me, you would stay there and no problem. You've been a wonderful tenant. You live alone. You have no pets. You have no children. You pay on time every month, but like these two owners and you know she works for them so she she can't just like shit talk them so she didn't shit talk them but she was just like they are very big sticklers and they really um they just said no and I was like okay I'm not gonna lie I almost cried <laughs> because I have really I don't have anyone to blame but myself you know what I mean like I really don't I, I they gave me the option but because they raised the rent so high I was like screw that so anyways, I did it to myself. And if there's one thing about me, I'm going to learn the hard way. It's the only way of all the ways that I prefer to do things, allegedly. So um, that's where I'm at right now. 20 minutes before this, I call my mom. I was like, I'm not going to stress myself out. I'm not going to go into panic mode. But um, can you, while I record my podcast, can you start looking for Airbnbs for me? Because by the way, I know everyone's thinking, go stay with Taylor. She would let you stay there. Of course she would. I cannot. She does not have an extra room. Like she has three children in a four bedroom house. And that is like, that's the end of it. Like they, she has bibbies, right? Like children. So there are no guest rooms any longer. That's why she's moving. So um, yeah, I have to get an Airbnb for a month. I have to put all my stuff in storage minus like clothing that I'll need for a month. Like it's just, um, it's stressful. It's not ideal, but it's, it's, 
what happens when you put all of your eggs in one basket because that is what I kind of did. I put all my eggs in a basket and then, you know, the basket just came crumbling down. And we know, we know the price of eggs these days. So putting all your eggs in one basket is really never the, uh, it's never the vibe anyways. But we're going to figure that out. I just wanted to give you guys an update and maybe you guys could say a little, you guys could say a little prayer for me to really just find some peace about it all. But um, I wanted to update you guys on the house in general because like, holy shit, the thing's almost done, right? Like my move-in day or closing day is going to be the end of, it's like it's the very first of July or like the end, the very last day of June. I can't remember. But um, we're starting to like walk in and see drywall and like whole ass like walls being built and my tiles going in and all these things. And a lot of people have kind of asked like what's the vibe going to be for the house? And I need to do like a tour of this house before I move out because when my old house was very like modern, it was very, um, I don't know if you guys know the designer, Jonathan Adler, but he has like bright colors and like acrylics. And I did kind of, when I moved into this home, I wanted it to be more cozy and warm. And I've kind of talked about that on this podcast already, how I want the vibe to be like warm and cozy cottage. But Taylor just did a post where she posted like all of her like legitimate vibes, which is so funny because one of her things was like British cottage. And I was like, you're obsessed with me. Um, but I, she's obsessed with James. I'm not British. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of, much like everything else in my life, I really want to copy Taylor. So I want you to be able to walk into my house and be like, this is Shannon's house. And I see some like funky, cool stuff. But for the most part, I just want you to feel like really warm and like cozy in there. And I'm finally being able to like picture where I'll put stuff because I'm walking in and I'm seeing like, like I said, walls before it was just like beams. And I was like, everyone's like, can you picture it? I'm like, bitch, no, <laughs> I do not have an eye for that. So I will say this. We went to the houses yesterday little Sunday morning retreat with me, Taylor and the three kids, which was so hectic because we had to hold them the whole time. Right. Because like, it's not safe to let them run around when there's like dips in the floor and like not her house doesn't have drywall yet. Right. So anyways, that was just like chaotic. And if you would have filmed the whole thing, you would have been like, what the fuck? Um, this is a hazard. But I um, went with them and Mike walks into my house and I'm like, I'm really starting this podcast out on like a, a, a lull, like a note of just like sadness kind of because I have never realized how badly I wish my dad was here or I would say also James which James doesn't like have so much like of an idea of building stuff just because like in London you don't build houses Mike has such knowledge of that stuff because he's like built all these rentals and that's just like the vibe his dad works in in building and construction that is literally my dad's job like he works in like handyman stuff and like fixing houses and all that kind of stuff so Anyways, Mike walks in my house for two, two seconds, two. And the two seconds he walked in, and keep in mind, I've been touring my house like every week for anytime I'm in town. You're allowed to go into your house whenever you want. Mike walks into my house with me and he's like looking around. He's like, oh, why do you have crown? Mold? Why do you have molding right there? Crown baseboards on your um, fireplace. It's going to be stone. And I was like, <laughs> you got me, Mike. I don't know. Why do I have baseboards on my fireplace for 400, Alex? I don't know. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, your whole fireplace is going to be stone. So there shouldn't be baseboards on that. You need to take a picture and send it to the builders and ask them why that's there and ask them to remove it. And I was like, ooh, okay, on it. Me, I'm like, shit, I would have never known to see. And then once the house is done, it's done. You know what I mean? They're no longer in the building phase where they can swap things out. And so I'm like, okay. Then we're walking around. I'm like, here's my kitchen. Here's where the fridges will be. Here's where my double oven will be. He's like, where's your double oven going to be? And I'm like, well, Mike, me thinking I have like a leg up on him. I'm like, well, Mike, probably the giant square and spray paint that says double oven on the floor over there. He goes, I don't care what's spray painted on the floor. There's no hookups for gas or electricity. And everything else in here has a hookup for gas and electricity. And your drywall's already been put. So where's the plug or the gas line? And I was like, 
where's the plug in the gas line for 400, Alex? I don't know. Like this, these are great questions. He's like, take a picture of it, send it to the builders right now and say, how are you going to plug my um, oven up? And I was like, I will be doing that. And I left feeling thankful, feeling thankful that I have Mike in my life and feeling really sad that like I am essentially doing this building process like very alone and not so alone because obviously Mike and Taylor are here and they're just the most helpful people in the entire fucking world. Like they're literally, I owe them my life for all the help they give me at all times. But I was just like, wow, I really do be doing this super alone. Most people do this with like family or a husband or just anyone that knows what they're doing. So very grateful for Mike, but I'm having these like moments where I'm kind of panicking where I'm like, wow, you're bu- you're like buying and building a whole ass house and like you don't know shit about shit. <laughs> so best of luck, girly pop. We'll keep you guys posted. Say some additional good vibes and prayers for me for that. Okay. Hello, spring and summertime. It's me, your favorite grocery store hater who hates going to the grocery store no matter what season it is, but especially when I'm sweaty. Listen, I am just simply not trying to be in a crowded grocery store inevitably buying loads and loads of food that I don't need and won't end up using. So I've been using Factor to get fresh, never frozen, ready to eat meals delivered right to my door. I mean, legit in less than two minutes, they are heated up and ready to devour, which I do. And here's the thing. Honestly, no matter what your lifestyle is, Factor has the meals to help you live it to the fullest. They've got keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie. And for bulking season, baby, Factor has protein plus meals on the menu each week. And you already know those are James' favorites, obviously. These meals are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients that you need to feel satisfied all day long because you're eating good, clean, healthy food. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout from restaurants, it's restaurant quality. One of my favorite things about Factor's chef prepared meals is they actually show you who the chef is who made the meal. Like there's a photo and a little bio about them on the packaging. It's actually so cool. And it makes you feel like the chef just came to your house to whip it up for you. They have got great add-ons for snacks too, like quick bites, smoothies, juices, and a ton more. You can also add protein to a vegan or veggie dish if you want to switch it up. Honestly, the options are endless. Factor just makes it so easy to eat in and eat clean for less. Also, they recently have some really good breakfast options that I've been using. If you're rushing in the morning, need good food fast, they hook it up. And y'all already know that I hooked it up with a discount. So head to factormeals.com slash probably 40 and use code probably 40 to get 40% off your first box. That's code probably 40 at factormeals.com slash probably 40 to get 40% off your first box. Oh, we have a big life update. I haven't even told producer Courtney this yet. So tomorrow, officially, I'm selling my car. There are so many changes. It's the end of an era. Guys, when I bought that car, and I don't know if you follow me on Instagram or whatever, I obviously, we could have podcasted one time for my car. We could have done a little car karaoke. Um, but basically when I got my car, it was like a huge moment for me because it was my dream car, right? Like all my life, not all my life, but like for a large chunk of my life, I'm like, oh my God, if I could only drive a G-Wagon, like how cool would it be to like whip around a G-Wagon? And then I did the thing where I put the stars in the roof and then I like changed all the tires. I used to do all these things to it. And basically, I don't know how well-versed you guys are in the uh, car market, but people are really wanting that car. And I guess they're just like going for a lot more than they're worth right now. So I saw an opportunity to one, get a lot of like, you know, just cash for my house that I'm building. And then two, an opportunity to sell a car when everyone knows cars depreciate in value basically. So I was like, now's the time. But I don't know how to explain to you guys that once I got that car, 
I'm not kidding when I say I would be fine driving that car for the next 20 years. Like, even though in 20 years it will be a 25-year-old car, I would literally be like, I don't care. Like, I literally love the car so much and it was such a feat for me. It was such a, like, moment for me that I was just so happy to have. And a little thing about, you know, buying and building a house, you take a massive loan out for it, right? Like, I'm not buying this house in full, okay? So... One thing that you were really not supposed to do, guys, this is a finance podcast. What you're really not supposed to do is get any other loan out in the meantime. So like I'm selling my car tomorrow and I can't go to the, to the store. I can't go to a car dealership and get another car with like a payment, and a, uh, you know, money down and a loan because they, the bank that's giving me the house loan would be like, why the fuck did you just get a car loan? You, they would, it would, it would jeopardize my loan for the house, right? Like, so you're not allowed to do that. So basically I'm carless, which is fine. And I think I'm going to just like, my parents are being so sweet because I have the best parents in the literal world. Like what a fucking privilege. Um, and they are like, you can borrow our car because they have a couple cars at the house. And I was, and my, and my parents literally don't leave their zip code. Does anyone else have parents like that? My parents are so happy being exactly where they are that they literally, whenever I took them, I think I mentioned this, like to get them to go to St. Lucia I was like I was like kind of had to convince them you know what I mean I kind of had to book the trip before I asked them and just give it to them for Christmas because that's how much they don't like leaving their zip code so they're letting me borrow a car which is really sweet and I don't know I'm just getting so emo about it I'm like that is like it's just the end of an era it's the end of an era and I know there'll always be another time I can buy another dream car but right now the the car is going tomorrow and I kind of thought the girl was going to pull out you know like because I'm selling it to a private seller which is also great because I love knowing that someone else is going to get it that it, like I know versus like selling it back to the dealership who would give me like not much for it and then they put it back on their website for like double the price and I would look at it and it would just piss me off but um I messaged her because I hadn't really heard from her and I was like you know it's selling a car privately you just never know someone there's no there's nothing in writing someone could always be like change my mind and so I was like hey girl I just want to make sure I got I got the car detailed I just want to make sure you're still coming tomorrow she's driving in from Alabama so I was like I should make sure you're still coming to get the car tomorrow and she like sent me a screenshot I was like yep it's like of her like banking or whatever she's like yep here we go we're coming tomorrow and I was like oh I don't think I realized like I was so excited that I got a buyer for the car but then whenever she was like yep confirmed I was like oh I'm really selling the car okay well anyways so tomorrow I will be carless and then two weeks after that I will be houseless and like who's trying to have me come over and hang out with him because I'm gonna need some favors okay um no I'm kidding I'll figure it all out but the month that I was gone let's talk about that I went to London I'm not gonna lie I was trying to like write notes because I'm a prepared queen I was trying to write notes for the time that I spent in London because obviously I was there for like three and a half weeks and I was like, what did I do again? And then obviously like we had some like fun moments and fun things we did, but like TBH, I really just like hung out with James and chilled, which is really great because I got to experience London in a really normalized way, which we, we try to do whenever I go there. Like, you know, we're in a routine. We wake up and we go to the gym. We go, I get my nails done when I need them done. Like random shit like that, you know, that is just like normal. And I'll tell you what, I really like could see myself not soon because obviously the plan is to try to get James to move here. But like at some point in my life, I would really like love to live in the UK. Like I just really would. I really love the place. Um, I could do without the weather. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm really not trying to be a hater, but the weather is just like, it's not that it's cold. I don't even mind the cold as much as the, the cloudiness. James is right when he says like the sun just doesn't come out, which of course London in the summer is stunning. And when I met James, I keep forgetting this. When I met James, it was June, it was May. And when I went to London, it was June. So like my first impression of London was like uh, stunning. Like, oh my God, the birds are chirping. I'm in love with this guy, but I can't 
can't tell them yet because I've only done them for two weeks, but this is gorgeous. Like I was just so happy. So then I experienced fall in the in London, which obviously got a lot colder and darker, it was a lot sooner than the US. And then winter was despicable. It was just really not the vibe. Okay. And then spring comes and I'm like, you know, I'm there all of, of April and I'm like, okay, I'm looking at all my friends in Nashville and they're like on the boats and like doing stuff because like, hee hee, LOL, it's 84 degrees. And I'm like, yo, it is fucking, I mean, I'm like, James, when does spring happen? And he's like, Shannon, literally it does it. It's summer and winter. And I was like, damn it. That is crazy. So other than, <laughs> I'm like, other than that, it's such a vibe and I could totally live there one day. <laughs> For the summer. Uh, no, I like it. I can I can adjust. You know what? I need to just be better at adjusting. But I'm a lady from the South. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a country mouse. Like, I grew up in South Carolina where it's, it gets even less cold than Nashville. When I first moved to Nashville back in the day, I remember I called my mom. And um, we all can recall the North Face fleece jackets that we wore. Like, our lives literally depended on it. You know what I mean? I had mine. Mine was mint green. Um, bold choice to just, like, go with everything because I wore it with everything. But my fleece uh yeah my north north face fleece zip up was mint green and when i moved to nashville nashville does get a lot colder than uh south carolina just because it's like further to the middle <laughs> you know me in geography i don't know why it gets colder but it does maybe we're closer to the mountains i don't know but we get significantly colder it does snow like what would you say for just like it snows like every other year here for sure or every year it will flurry and then sometimes we get big snowstorms but every year it snows here south carolina it'll be snowing it does not snow so anyways i remember i moved to nashville and i was like i called my mom because it was like around winter time and everyone was wearing like long coats like trench coats like puffer long coats and i was like oh my god i called my mom i was like mom i need a coat and she was like you have a coat she's literally talking about my north face fleece up you have a coat and i'm like no, I need like a coat, like a winter's coat. She's like, you have your North Face fleece jacket. I'm like, no, like, mom, it's like cold here. And I was like telling her about the weather. And I remember she came into town. We went to the Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> I got two winter coats. That's right. We're loaded. Okay. Um, I think it was buy one, you went 50% off. Honestly, Burlington Coat Factory fucks. I should go back there. They have like a lot of really good long winter coats. So that's not an ad. I wish it was. Burlington Coat Factory, reach out. Do you want to work? Um, so I, yeah, I just am not used to the cold, but I'm gradually, I guess, in my life going from South Carolina to Nashville and then experiencing New York and London and, uh, you know, other places be cold. They just do. Um, so I've got to adjust. But yeah, okay. So what we did do, I will say something that we did do when I was in London is I went to, uh, oh, first of all, I'm meeting like a lot more of his friends. Like we're having a lot more downtime to be able to like go to dinners with his like friends from boarding school, LOL, and friends from like uni, LOL. I can't believe I use these words now. But one thing that we did do was we went to um, Soho Farmhouse to celebrate his brother Will's birthday. And I am dead at Soho Farmhouse. So obviously Soho House is like a brand that has a bunch of different like members only clubs around the world, right? Um, we have a big one that just opened up in Nashville and most people are familiar with like a Soho House, right? So Soho House has one in the countryside. It's called the Cotswolds in the countryside of London or in the UK or is it still London? No. Okay. I don't know. Anyways, they have one in the Cotswolds in the UK, England. Yeah, England. So uh, we went there. You guys, I literally felt like I was in the Truman Show. Like I felt like 
we were absolutely um, like someone was filming us and we didn't know. I don't know how to explain it. If, you, if you've seen the Truman Show, then you understand the reference. You can't, no cars can come on the premises. They only have like, you get there and you like walk into this like cottage, right? Like you drive to the Cotswolds, you go up to this little like beautiful, stunning cottage and they like hand you, would you like a glass of rose? Would you like a coffee or hot chocolate? And I was like, oh, me and his mom were like, rose, duh. And then they were like, okay, please place all of your belongings in the trunk of your car and we will go around and open, and leave us your keys. We will go around, open all your trunks, gather all your luggage, and then take it to your rooms that are like on the property. And we're like, okay. And then we get on this little like transportation bus. that's like perfectly like the perfect little um, shade of green that is like the Soho house, like farms green. And we like get on this bus and we all drive to like the actual farmhouse area, which is like these gorgeous like restaurants and outdoor seating area. But you can only either walk or bike, right? Like you can, everyone's like riding out on bikes and they have bikes at every inch of the place right and they're all like these like mint green beach bikes and um then they like drop all your stuff off you wait for check-in you go you ride your bike or over to your cabin the only vehicles on the premises are porsches like porsche cayennes they're all like have a tiny little soho house logo on them and you can get rides in the porsches or the porsches will like drive by if you like need help with your bike or some shit like it's fucking crazy like it is like some it's just some rich people shit you know what i mean like it it's that. So I was like, okay. And it was just such a vibe, but outside of it just being like literally the Truman show and just like really cool, but really funny. Um, I got to spend so much more time with his family and you know, James is really lucky because he lives, always has lived 15 ish minutes outside of his parents, like childhood home. Cause he lives in, um, a part of London that's not far away from his family. And I am so lucky that whenever I go see him, we get to see his family so much because not to be mushy, but like the more time I spend with them, every every single time I like hang out with them, I adore them more and more. And I know you guys are going to be like, that's what happens. But I, I feel like sometimes people are like, Ugh, like my boyfriend's family. I'm just so lucky. Like every time I spend more time with them, I feel like we are, just, we just get even closer and we just get even like I don't know. I, I just, it could be one-sided. Oh my God. What if they like, don't like me? No, I think they do. But I, I just genuinely cherish all of the time that I got to spend with his family because we just really get along so well. And I just adore them. And they're just so kind and welcoming. And my parents are like that. And like I said, I live a very privileged life as far as just having the best parents in the whole world. So to know that I feel the same like warmth and like acceptance because like look I can't imagine I'm the easiest like gal to be like yep that's our son's girlfriend perfect like I know you guys are gonna be sweet and be like you're a dream but like realistically like think about being James mom like think about you being James dad like I'm a lot I'm a lot so yeah I just feel really lucky and I know that that sounds like it should be the natural progression of things so I get closer and closer to someone the more time you spend with them but I just feel really hashtag blessed okay I just really love his family Y'all, I am so excited to talk about this company because I have been using them forever and they just came out with a new product that is a suck it. I used to get so excited when my mom would let me go get a new tree hut scrub or product at Walmart when I was younger. Like we all have this memory, right? Or is it just me? Anyways, this is coming full circle, baby. I feel like everyone can picture it right now. Like tree hut is just the OG. They have so many scents and it just feels so nice to just scrub your body with something that feels nice and luxurious without the massive luxe price tag attached to it. So it makes sense that Tree Hut is America's number one body scrub. Like I very much believe that. And now 
They've done it again. They've released a hydrating gel wash. It's honestly unreal. It's infused with a fruit oil complex that hydrates your skin so well. I personally have the world's driest skin, so I'm always trying to keep it hydrated. It renews your skin with antioxidants, brightening vitamin C, and some amazingly rich in fatty acids. Why do I love saying that? Rich in fatty acids. Mm, Okay. No, but seriously, it's just an amazing product, and it's great for clearing your skin of dirt, oil, and grime, while also balancing its microbiome. Did you guys know that I was smart enough to use words like microbiome? Yeah, well, I am. So run, don't walk, go get yourself Tree Hut's newest product at Target, Walmart, and Ulta. Because I know y'all are already going to be up in there anyways. And if you aren't, then you can still shop it online at Target, Walmart, and Ulta as well. A lot of y'all asking about the visa process. So LOL, smiley face. Um, Yeah, we're trying to figure it out. He's applied. And apparently, like, legislation is put in place. Like, our legislators are here to help us. So a lot of people have been very helpful being like, you know, like, you can just, like, call up and be like... What if you just call Taylor up? Like, what if, what would happen if you just call Taylor up? You have to be a Swifty to understand that reference. Actually, you could just be a fan of the Kardashians to understand that reference. But anyways, people were telling me and urging me to like kind of like call our legislators and try to like, you know, say, what up? Can you help my boyfriend come here? He wants to open a business here. And it's so crazy because there's so many different things about it. There's so many different visas. There's so many different things. And you really have to like pinpoint exactly what you want to apply for before you apply for it. So we're in the process. Um, It would be a dream come true if he could come here. But James is a businessman and he said he's got to be able to like work here. He doesn't just want to like come here and freeload. He wants to bring his business here. So um, yeah, we are in the process of that and it's going... I think it's going about as fast and as good as it can, but I'm laughing because some people will be like, oh my God, just get married. Like, just like put it on paper. A lot of people do that. One, while I understand that's like a totally like logical thing to do. And I understand if you're listening and you've done this, I'm not judging you at all. It just like seems like really not romantic. <laughs> like it just does not seem like my story. You know what I mean? Like I didn't do all this and meet this guy this fabulous way in Barcelona to like give him a green card. Like and he's he would never even let me do that. You know what I mean? Like he was like, no. And it's not dire. It's not. I understand when people do that. It's because their their people need to stay in America. Like maybe they've met them in America and they're from somewhere else. And to get them to be able to stay, they have to do that for them. Like we don't have to have him move here. He lives in London. So it would obviously make our long distance relationship a lot easier, but we're not going to go get hitched for it. But I laughed because one of my friends was telling me, you know, you have to, um, when you get engaged or married to someone not from the US, like you have to do an interview. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And it's like, they basically have this interview where they ask you questions because they want to make, because, you know, there's been many times in life where someone has married someone for the wrong reasons just to give them a green card. So um, they interview to make sure that it's not fake. Well, we have... We have luck on our side, well, social media on our side, because we basically have an entire like documentation from the literal moment I met. I'd be like, please listen to Once Upon a Barcelona, probably a podcast. Like it's pretty well documented that we actually met and have fallen in love. So um, anyways, I was laughing because someone was like, yeah, they can ask you to kiss in the interviews. And I was like, what? And they're like, no, literally. And someone correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I am. They have full right to be like, kiss. Like if you're sitting in the interview, like, when did you guys meet? What was your first date? Because they ask you these questions trying to trip you up. Again, most likely they wouldn't go that hard on us because they would be able to see all of our like relationship. But like people that they think are faking it, they go balls to the wall, like CIA shit. They're like, um, really, where was your first date? What's your favorite thing about it? Like all those questions. And they have, they reserve the right to be like, kiss. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine James is like, oh, I would love it. I'm like, okay. But um, okay, I'm, I'm reading my notes. Here we are looking at notes. Next, let's bring up 
for toaster listeners. I have, which I literally love the crossover. I love, love, love when people are like, I found you through the toast. I found you through Claudia, whatever. And I, I genuinely just like, it, it makes me so happy. And I just adore Claudia, Jackie, Olivia, Margot, all of them. So anyways, I laugh because I have now, um, I've developed the, the nickname Manon. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, basically Claudia on the toast, which is their podcast. Wonderful. Was like, um, we'd gone to stagecoach and I'll, I'll get to that. I'll recap that. But we'd gone to stagecoach and she started out, which she's so, I know she's an actual comedian, right? Like she's just, she's like fucking funny because she's an actual comedian. But sometimes I really do be forgetting how funny she is. And she just was like off the cusp on this podcast her and I did together at stagecoach, which was the day before stagecoach, stagecoach started. She's like, Shannon, or as I like to call her, Manon. And I was like, Manon. And she was like, because you are so strong. You're lifting stuff up. And I feel like even Courtney's going to look at me like, what are you talking about? Because like, I don't, the question that I got on my Instagram was like, do you, do you take the Manon nickname? Like, do you feel like it's like a good nickname for you? And I'm like, you know what? Like, I just don't know. She said it was because I was like throwing suitcases around and picking heavy stuff up. And I'm like, if you said that to any of my friends, they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, Shannon, like Shannon does not do that. But in my, and I guess I think about it because my sister is so that girl. And you know who else is that girl? Anna Grace. Like Anna Grace is the girl that me and Taylor are like, mm, can you pick up my suitcase? It's so heavy. And she's like, I got it. And then my sister is like, literally, it's a problem. Like my sister, Emery, I love her to death. But like, she almost will go out of her way to take like an anvil out of someone's hands. Like just to be like, oh, I got this. And so like, I just like, don't feel like I give those vibes. But I, you know what I thought it might boil down to? I am such a helper, like to my core, I want to help people and like make people's lives easier kind of. So maybe in that situation, I just was like grabbing stuff and, and tossing suitcases around. I don't, I don't remember tossing suitcases around, but now it's just been this like really funny running joke because like, um, I'll have to get to the Taylor Swift recap, but at one point the bus, it's a whole debacle, but we had some car trouble and I went to the, cause the guy that was driving the bus, I'm really like totally switching gears here, but the guy driving the bus, like wasn't sure what was wrong with the bus. And I was in my like full sparkly Taylor Swift outfit. And I was like, hold on. And I went around and the hood was popped and I'm standing in my like basically nude Taylor Swift costume and being like, all right, have we checked the temperature gauge on this? Have we done this? And Claudia walks out and looks at me and goes, Manon. And I was like, okay, fair. That was giving Manon vibes. Um, all right. Anyways, I just wanted to answer that question because you know what? It's a 50, 50 for me. I feel like I'm just, I'm just love to help. So stagecoach, let's, let's get to it. First things first, I really don't, I don't ever want to be this bitch because you grow up, right? And you're 21, you're 22. And these girls that are 27 and 28, I know because I was literally my entire life. I've only ever been friends with people older than me. So when I moved to Nashville, Mary Carlisle, like all, like all of my friends, Mary Carlisle, Dugan, Amy, like Skylar, like they're all older than me. And I, they're all like exactly the same age. They're all like 27 or 28 when I was 21. And so they would say things to me about like being 27 and I'd be like, oh, being 20, you're six years older than me. You know what I mean? And we're, we were best friends. So it's like, I obviously relate to them on so many things. We can't possibly be that different. And so sometimes it would irk me when they'd be like, oh God, you'll know one day. You know, when someone's like, you'll know when you're older and you're like, shut the fuck up. But let me tell you something. If you're listening to this podcast and you're under the age of 29, hi, thanks for being here. You guys are fabulous. But, but. 
They are right. We, I am right now. I am right when I tell you, holy fuck, like hangovers are just like shit is so different. Shit does not, shit is not correct. Shit is not okay. Like I am not okay. If you know someone that is 29 years or older, we are not okay. We're not okay. We want to pretend we want to think we live in this delusion where we're like, we're not, I don't feel old. I don't feel old at all. Like I honestly, like, I, I like don't even feel like I look old, feel old. I'm just like a positive, confident hoe with my age. Right. But holy fuck, like shit is different with drinking and all these things. And I am, I'm, it's, I am a changed woman now that I'm 29. And I would have thought it happened later in life, but they are all correct. When they say, when you get older, like you can't go out and party the same way they're right and I still try to I live in this delusion where I'm like I can I used to drink people under the table and I live in this world where like I still do the same things I was doing before and then I have to pay the consequences and I just like absolutely hate my life so anyways back to stagecoach I felt bad because we were with Margo, Emily. So here, here's the breakdown of our house. It was me, Claudia, Kyle. I literally love nothing more than like merging my friends together. And it was like me, Claudia, Kyle. Kyle was meeting everyone for the first time. Um, Margo and Emily. So the five of us. And we were in this house, which was stunning, 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 stunning. And it was really close to the venue, which was great. It had a pool. It was on a golf course. Could care less about golf. But it was nice. And so um, anyways, we get IVs literally the first day because I'm like, I need to prepare myself. I'm being smart. I'm being smart. And I loved every second of it. Obviously when you go to stagecoach, because it's just like Coachella, when you go to these places, you for you forget because you're having so much fun that, that people wear those bandanas around their face for actually good reason. It's not just the aesthetic. Like you genuinely are consuming so much dust and dirt that I'm not a, we all have a friend. I know you guys listening to this are going to be like, we all have a friend like that, or you are the friend like this. We all have a friend who goes out drinking and loses her voice, right? I'm thinking of two people in my head right now who every time they go out, they're like, I don't know why I lost my voice. And I'm like, bitch, I do. Like either the alcohol or the screaming at the bars or laughing or dancing or whatever it is, like they always lose their voice. So that is what happens to everyone at Stagecoach and Coachella because that dust is just like ripping your vocal cords apart. So, and then it's like hard to sleep and you're like nasally and all of these things that when I was like 21 and 22, I'd be like, living la vida loca, baby, the dust in my nose. Ha ha. Look at that. Now I'm like 29 and I'm like, I hope my sinuses are okay. Like, do you feel my vocal notes? Are they like expanding? Like really, bitch, like you're at Stagecoach, get a grip. But that was happening. I overall just like am obsessed with country music, country culture. Duh, I'm a natural girly. I'm a country mouse. So all of that was iconic. And we had some friends over at Sony Nashville who were just amazing and just like absolutely made our experience even more iconic. And so I loved every second of it. But by the third day, let me think of my favorite performers, Old Dominion, iconic. Ashton Kutcher is, oh, yeah, let's just talk about the celebrities for a second. Ashton Kutcher is literally always at Stagecoach. And it's so crazy to me because like, he is so hot. Like he is just genuinely such an attractive man. And he's so tall, by the way. And he's always there. And I remember at one point I was like backstage, we were like uh, taking a shot with like the whole crew from Old Dominion. And we were, we got asked to be there. I'm sure Claudia got asked to be there and we just tagged along, but it was like really cool. There was a bunch of people back there taking a shot with him. And Ashton Kutcher and I were standing like not beside each other, but like two people over from each other. And a lot of people were taking videos because like it was the big like, we can't wait for the show, the shot. I combed through every single video. There's literally not an ounce of 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 proof that I was standing beside Ashton Kutcher. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't have to take a video because I see so many videos right now. Not none, not not one, not one. And I'm really not like a super over the top fangirl like that. But like I would have literally loved, literally loved to post and be like, quick little shot, quick little 
quick little shot fun. Anyways, it didn't happen for me. Also, do you ever hang out with someone and realize that you completely steal the way they say things? Because I have stolen the dialect from Claudia with literally, literally, like I can't stop saying that from her. Like I really can't. And I like catch these tiny little things that I'm like taking from her. But you guys know that I'm about to spend three weekends in a row with them. And I love the Oshry crew. So this is like my dream come true. But we did Stagecoach together. Then we did uh, Taylor Swift together this weekend. And then uh, this past weekend. And then next weekend or this upcoming weekend, Weekend, I go to Dallas and they're going to Dallas for the ACM. So we were like, we've got to get together. So anyways, it's just funny to me. But Stagecoach was amazing. But the third day, I think everyone, oh, the whole point of that story was we were with uh, Margo and Emily who are literally like 20 five and 26 and so not that much younger than us at all and I was like I don't know how you girls do it I just don't know how y'all do it and everyone's like relax y'all aren't that much older but I, I mean me and Claudia we were not okay we were like straight up posted up like Charlie in the chocolate factory and his grandpa in the bed like we could not move as soon as we woke up we'd stay there until it was like time to get ready and before I would have been like ripping shots Ooh, we did go to this one Costamigos party it was like a day party um before stagecoach that was so fun also like so many celebs who was there the twins um Malika and Khadija I think that's I think the the twins that are always hanging out with the Kardashians anyways they were there and it was like I was like oh my god you guys are always on tv and I don't fangirl so obviously I didn't say a word or even look at them or make a face but I'm like oh, not Shay Mitchell over there just absolutely slaying the world down with her luggage and drink empire great so um yeah it was just like really cool to be there I really enjoyed it it was a party surrounded by Casamigos so like I literally loved it because it was just tequila um and then by the third day which was Chris Stapleton who I love Chris Stapleton but like if someone would have looked at me if anyone if any person would have looked at me and been like do you not want to go today? I would have been like no I don't want to go like I would have bailed so hard I would have I would have been happy to bail Friday and Saturday were the most fun nights of my life. Sunday was still fun, but like I could have, I could have done without it. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to get on this podcast and lie. I could have done without the Sunday. The three days in a row is a motherfucking feat. It is just like a lot. It's a lot. It is that time of year where everyone wants to come visit me. And I'm not going to lie, guys. I love it. I really do. I love hosting. But the one thing you're going to need for that, wine. You need to have wine on deck. So if you followed me at all in the last three years, you know, I am beyond obsessed with first leaf wine. Like I honestly just will not shut up about them. I found them randomly a while back and they have continued to impress me because they literally always have the best deals. And that's just always going to impress me. I love a deal. So let me break it down for y'all. First Leaf is amazing if you love wine, but you also don't like really know all the ins and outs. I know what tastes I like and don't like, but I'm not really able to apply that to a list of wines and types and regions and all the fancy stuff that comes with wine. So First Leaf does it for you. They take the guesswork out of the wine selection with a super easy and short taste quiz. It's like a 96% proven accuracy. And honestly, for me, it's 100% because I have loved every wine they've sent me. It also comes straight to your door, which is amazing. I love when things come to my door. And you can pick it up when it arrives if you'd rather do that too. I love trying wines from like South Africa, New Zealand, more than just California stuff. And it's so nice because firstly, it really gives you the chance to explore so many different types. I just feel so cultured. And by the way, the wines are nice. It's not some gimmick where you get a bunch of weird low budget wine. These are high quality wines. They're just a fraction of the price. So these are high quality wines that are just a fraction of the price. So you might be tired of hearing me rave about it, but I'm not. And listen, this time of year, like I said, I love reconnecting with friends and family over bottles of First Leaf wine. And I bet you'll feel that way too. So give First Leaf a try. 
head over to tryfirstleaf.com slash probably to sign up and save 50% on your first six hand curated bottles plus free shipping. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F.com slash probably to save 50% on your first six bottles plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash probably. So then I got back and my sleep schedule was so off. I don't know how to explain it. Like I go to London and I come back and I'm like, oh my God, jet lag. The only people who have jet lag are uncultured swine. Like who even experiences jet lag? And then like I got back from LA and I was like, my life is so thrown off. You guys, if you're listening to this and you don't know, Nashville is in central time. That means that Pacific time is actually only two hours different. Like relax Shannon like it's not that serious but for some reason it just had me so messed up and I will say this talking to James on an eight hour difference was really crazy because like not to mention we were also staying late Uh, we were staying up late in LA so like he was always up right when we were like leaving to go to the concert he was like awake which was just like he and I don't overlap like that like I go to sleep here at like 9 30 10 he goes to sleep we wake up I wake up and I have a message from him at two in the morning my time because it's you know eight in the morning his time so it was so like really weird and funny to like be awake still while he was awake anyways um so we rounded out stagecoach. I came back. I was exhausted, but I was happy because this weekend was Taylor, Allison, a motherfucking Swift. Okay. So I was so excited. Margot, Emily, and their friend Ryan were all staying with me. And I, there's nothing I love more in this whole life than living alone and my space. And because I have granted and awarded myself such a beautiful space and the alone time that I love and need, it means that when people do come stay with me, I absolutely love it. Like I can't get enough of hosting. I can't get enough of entertaining, especially because you wouldn't believe this, but like it doesn't happen that often. Like it, it is actually pretty rare that people come and stay. So when they do, I just really do love it and cherish it. And I just love people to feel welcome and homey. And like I said, like I'm just like a helpful person to my core. So I'm always trying to like, well, and my parents are like this. Like my parents are the kind of parents that will be like, can I get you anything to drink? And they're like, you're like, oh, that's okay. I'm fine. We got water. We got juice. Like, oh, that's okay. I'm fine. We got milk. We got beer. We got um tequila. Oh no. Thank you, Miss Ford. I'm fine. We've got, I'm like, did you? they're not thirsty. (laughs) They're not thirsty. But like my parents are just like natural bred, genuine, like entertainers and, and love hosting. So I think I get that from them, but, um, yeah, they all come into town. I'm so pumped because they're staying with me and we've just had the best time ever. And then Claudia and Ben were staying in a hotel and then a bunch of their friends who I know most of them, um, came in and were staying on an Airbnb. So it was just like a squadron of New York fabulosity implanted into, into Nashville. Let me tell you about the weekend in Nashville. This place was absolutely bananas, bananas. We've got Taylor Swift three nights in a row. It's her hometown show. It's a massive deal, okay? We've got just the sheer fact that if you were going to decide to make a trip out of a Taylor Swift concert, it most likely would be Nashville because everyone wants to travel to Nashville right now. It's a really hot city to travel to. I get it. It's fun. It's lovely. Bachelorette parties, birthdays, they're all coming here, right? Then we've got Two college graduations. I can't remember which colleges. Do you remember which ones, Courtney? Let's just say Belmont and Vandy. I know those aren't the two, but like two college graduations, one of which the keynote speaker was Oprah Winfrey. 
Okay, this weekend. Then outside of the Nissan Stadium tour that that Taylor Swift was doing for three nights at the Bridgestone Arena, we've got Janet Jackson. Okay, so it's like there. I think someone listed like all the things. Oh, and Cinco de Mayo, like all the things going on this weekend. It was just like an absolute like it, it, it was chaos, right? So so much going on, but just like I thrive. And when people are like, "Oh, this city is so busy," like during CMA Fest, when people were like, "Oh, CMA Fest," I'm like, "Oh my god, really? I love when our city's popping. Like I think it's so fun." So I was thriving. I was loving every second of it. And even better, we had the Spritz announcement. So I am now the newest brand ambassador for Spritz. I talk about it on the episode with Margo that's coming up too. And so we had a Spritz event to kind of talk about that. By the way, if you're in Nashville, if you're in Tennessee in general, Knoxville, all these gorgeous places, you, Chattanooga, you can get Spritz now, which is just so exciting. So um, we have an event and we are going to it. It was so cute. It just made me feel so special. And I kept telling Ben and Claudia, like, this is just so legit and so cool. Like it was at LA Jackson. It's one of my favorite bars and rooftops to go to in Nashville. It's the rooftop of the Thompson Hotel. It's called LA Jackson. So um, yeah, it was just like such a vibe. It was so cool to go to a place I always go to, but there's like pictures of me and there's like a menu that says like the Shannon Ford drink. Like, ah, it just felt so cool and special. So we did that. And then I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was literally so tired. They all went to Topgolf and then um, honky tonked after. I didn't have it in me. And it is, it's just simply sometimes okay to miss out on the fun and say, I got to go home because they were like, are you coming? And I was like, I simply have to go home. Like I literally have to go home. I'm so tired. I think it all just hit me. And I really wanted to save up my like energy for Taylor Swift. And to be fair, like one, they're not those kind of people. They didn't care at all. They're like, go to bed queen. Bye. I love you. Um, it's not like I wasn't ripping shots at the spritz party with them, you know? But, um, I also, I feel like I literally love nothing more than honky tonking. I love top golf. I love all those things, but like, I, I live here. So it was in, in the city was so busy that I was like, you know what? I don't think that they would like, if I was going to Times Square and going to look at the Statue of Liberty in New York, I would never think like, like that they would be, I would never be offended if they were like, we're going to skip out on this one. I'd be like, totally understand, but I'm here. I'm visiting. I want to go. They probably, I can't imagine you guys. Why is it not illegal to gouge prices for flights? The way that these um, airlines gouged people for flight prices like I asked them how much in advance they bought their flights and they were like, oh, like three months in advance. And the prices were still, I'm not getting over a thousand dollars, like insane, insane. So I totally get them wanting to make the most of every second they were here, but I had to go to sleep. So, and I really do think it should be illegal to like gouge when you just know people are going to come for like a big concert. And I know that you're thinking like, that's how they make their money. But like, you make your money all the time. People fly places all the time. You don't have to gouge them three months in advance. Anyways, that's just my take. I also woke up. I don't know when this is. I'm just remembering this. I like woke up and chose absolute fucking violence on the way to stagecoach and just decided to rip Southwest apart. Um, I don't think they're ever going to do a brand deal with me, so I don't really care. But I had a lot of feedback on my Instagram from people being like, yo, like, what is your beef with Southwest? And I'm like, where do I begin? Um, if you're listening to this and you're wondering it, basically, I just like don't think that it's I think that there's like pick, give us a fucking seat. You know what I mean? Like give us a seat assignment. It's like such a cattle call. It's so weird. If you pay for their version of first class, which is like priority boarding and you're not there at the exact time they board, then you can't. It's like a, it's a whole debacle. They don't have outlets in the seat. They don't have uh, TV screens. in the. I just sound like such a little bratty hoe, but I don't like it. OK, there's a lot of reasons behind it. And I just don't like it. People are like, but the two free bags. I'm like, pay for your bags or just carry on. Um, but anyways, yeah, I really decided to wake up and choose violence, which brings me to my next point. There are a lot of people that wake up and choose violence. I don't know a single person who isn't obsessed with Topgolf after they've tried it. 
if you haven't been, it's this like massive, stunning, cool venue that has so much more than just golf. It's an experience. So I've gone with like all my friends. I've taken my parents there. I've gone with my goddaughters. It's legit perfect for anyone. And I'm personally not super good at golf, but that's where it's fun because like it doesn't matter. I've gone with my friends before that are legit so good at golf. And sometimes I even beat them at games we played. So They've got these huge light up targets that you try to hit into a massive fairway. And there's like a ton of different games that are associated with them. And another thing that I try to do is convince all my friends who are really good at golf, you know, those ones I mentioned, to come with me on Half Price Tuesday. It's so cool. Literally every Tuesday, gameplay is half off. So you get more play for less pay, baby. Some exclusions apply, but you can read all about that on their website. So I get them there for the half price gameplay and then... They help me with my swing, teach me more about golf and all that jazz. They got music pumping, amazing food and drinks that get delivered right to your bay. Get the pizza, trust me. And personally, my favorite part is even though it's technically outside, it's covered. And so in the winter, they got heaters to make it cozy. And in the summer, they've got fans to keep you cool because mama does not like to sweat. Oh, and shout out to my lefties because another reason that I never really play golf or I guess why I was kind of like always intimidated is because I don't actually have my own set of clubs. So it's rare that anyone else is left-handed and can let me borrow them, whatever. And Topgolf hooks it up with the lefty clubs. Actually, everyone gets to choose whatever club they want when they're there. So it's nice. You get to kind of just like play around with whichever ones work for you. And I just genuinely have such a good time every time I'm there. Also, if there's someone in your life who wants to have fun, but also cannot miss a game on TV, we all know the type, then don't worry. They have giant TVs everywhere. I'm telling you, the next time you don't know what to do with your friends, with your parents, or even with your kids, take them to Top Golf. It will not disappoint. Also, it's fun to try something new. I never thought that I'd be interested in golf, but Top Golf makes you forget that it's a serious sport and you just have fun with it. Listen, it's golf. It's not golf. It's Top Golf. Pro tip, by the way, download the app and book ahead of time to come play around on Half Price Tuesday or any other day. Um, the actual Taylor Swift concert. So I'm going to address this because like one, I'm me and two, like I just like actually I have to say something. So I didn't post about it on my Instagram. I don't think I will just because I, th- you guys are my safe place here in the podcast. And I, I, you know, it was over on TikTok and I don't want to give this girl any more attention than she's already getting, which I do feel like she's thriving in the attention. I cannot believe she hasn't deleted the TikTok based on the thousand comments that are literally absolutely t- telling her she's in the wrong. But, you know, maybe she's just really loving the 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 moment of interesting attention. I don't know. So there was a TikTok made and I want to I want to get this out of the way because I want to end this podcast talking about how absolutely fucking iconic the Taylor Swift concert was. But there was this TikTok where basically um, this girl who was sitting beside us at the Taylor Swift concert, um, she she screen recorded my stories that I posted, which got absolute fantastic feedback as far as like me recording the concert and posting it for you guys. I was telling producer Courtney, I was like, not me pulling a Courtney and being like such a tech girly. I was like so... I was so here for film. I was like changing the exposure when she was walking on. I was like going slow zoom for like really good shots of her like on stage moving. I was getting like certain aspects of the production. Oh, there's this one part where like the lights were going up to the sky and I was like, oh, I'm going to slow-mo drag up. Producer Courtney shaking her head. Yes. She's like, I saw it. I saw it. Like I was, I really was like, I am going because I know how hard it was to get tickets. 
I know how expensive the tickets were. And I was like, I want to, one, remember this moment for the rest of my life. So I want to look back at these photos. Two, I want to be able to the next day. I knew I wasn't going to post them in real time. Like I already knew that. I went in knowing I'm not going to mess with that. I want to go through all my footage and comb through the next day and truly create this like project for myself where I like post all of the footage that I took and, you know, mix in all the different videos because one of my favorite parts about the concert was taking it in through Kyle's eyes. So if you guys don't know, Kyle Jonas is like one of my dearest friends. He is a Swifty to the point that you guys would never understand. <laughs> Maybe you would understand. He is the level of Swifty that I just told producer Courtney. It's so endearing. It's so so kind but at some points it is a bit scary like that's how much he loves taylor swift okay he has gone to taylor swift concerts alone because he simply was like i will sit on the floor i will have floor seats and i totally understand that not everyone wants to pay for those i will go alone and he has gone alone he went to the reputation store by himself i'm like kyle if i'd only known you then so anyways i um yeah we go and i videoed a lot of our of he and i singing so he and i sing these songs together in the kitchen in the living room whatever whatever we just like can't get enough of it so i i loved videoing moments of these like specific choruses or like lines that he and I just like always like just like drive home when we're in the car in my kitchen and it was the most special thing watching Kyle watch Taylor Swift like it was an added element to the show that I didn't even realize I needed so deeply inside of me so all that being said this TikTok comes about which like you know listen I got DM'd it. I, I, it didn't pop up on my For You page, but like my, which is actually shocking because my entire For You page right now is literally nothing but Taylor Swift, which is like, I love Taylor Swift, but sometimes I'm like, okay, where are my funny dog videos? Like, like can we get something else here? But um, I, I would be, wouldn't even mind going back to jail talk for a little bit. Like it was so interesting. So um, yeah, I, I basically get sent this TikTok. And when I saw it, it hadn't like blown up yet or anything. And it was a TikTok where, I'll just read it to you, I guess. No, it's so cruel. Um, so the TikTok is screen recorded my stories of Kyle and I, you know, enjoying the concert, whatever. And it says that moment we realized that we got sat next to the most obnoxious fake influencers at the Taylor Swift show. And then it's an arrow pointing to her face, like, because in the video you see, like, she's in the she's a, she's in the sliver of the side corner of one of my videos. I think she pops up. I went back and looked because that was one of her like stances um, that she didn't like consent to being videographed. I'm like, you're at a public concert. You're probably in eight thousand people's videos, but okay. But she's like in a sliver of the corner of the of the video, and in the video she like looks at the camera and like like makes a mean face or something, right? So that's what she was pointing the arrow to. She's like, the moment I realized we got sat next to the most obnoxious fake influencer at the Taylor show the caption i don't even really need to read it the caption just goes into saying that um we were next to some wannabe influencers last night at the taylor swift's heiress tour in nashville which by the way like kyle is not a wannabe influencer he has like a fantastic job and it's just an incredible person and here's the issue with me here's where i get real nuck if you buck me personally and you guys have heard it in several different stories in my life like the lady on the plane on the way to cave town like when someone says something mean to me i kind of like go inside my shell a little bit and i'm like how could someone be so mean when someone says something about my friends when someone says something about my family members someone in my life that i respect or appreciate I will turn into the biggest nuck if you buck bitch you have ever seen in your life. I am unhinged. I am not okay. And it's funny to me because people will be like, I wouldn't mess with Shannon. I said, and it's funny because like my real friends know that if someone actually messed with me, I'd be like, that's really mean. You should, it's not nice to say to someone. But like, if you mess with my people, I will fucking come for you. Like, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. So if you guys want to be my people, I'll always stick up for you. So anyways, it's just funny to me that she looped Kylan on that. It's not funny. It's rude. Um, she says, these two came in late, acted like they were Taylor Swift themselves. 
What? Um, and literally filmed themselves reacting to the entire show. It was it was incredibly rude, very distracting, and it was a wildly fake performance. Um, this was grossly embarrassing for them, and it really put a damper on the overall show for us. Please, people, be considerate of those around you. We do not want to be smothered by your egos and self-obsession. Hashtag fake Nashville. Okay. So I see that. I'm not going to lie. It was the same feeling... Um, it was the same feeling I got, which reminds me all the time why I don't go to Reddit because like no one wants this feeling inside their body. Immediately, it was just like stomach dropped, heart started beating fast. Like, that's so mean. That's so mean. Embarrassed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because she screen recorded my stories, only the parts where I was like, you know, filming me and Kyle singing. And um, yeah, I just felt like a really big pit in my stomach. It was then immediately alleviated and lifted one because I have developed the world's largest thick skin and as I've discussed before on this podcast there are entire pages devoted to hating me that say the nastiest cruelest thing so like it's really kind of like sick and twisted to think but I'm so used to it that I'm just like eh what a hater like what a what an unsat like what, what a sad gal like what a sad I can't believe you were at Taylor Swift and you chose to be bummed like that is the exact opposite reaction you should have felt at that concert actually every single human I've talked to about the concert like I keep waiting for one person from any city that she's gone to so far I keep waiting for one person to be like it's amazing but I will say like no one does that there is no but there is no if only she didn't do there is no one that even complains about the three and a half hours and listen I kind of thought I was gonna be like okay mom is tired I wasn't. I stood the whole time. And yes, I did decide to wear comfortable shoes, but they were still heels. And I, I like literally I at the last I remember because I know she ends the show on karma. I remember being like, oh, 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 this is karma. Oh, this is her last song. Oh, my God. Has it been three and a half hours? Like it literally is the best show ever. So to go to take away anything but joy, happiness and magic from this show. I just don't know how you could do it. I don't know how you could do it. Okay. And I know for fuck's sake, I didn't evoke those feelings out of you. You are choosing to like, just lay and roll around in those emotions that are, I'm sorry. In life, I always try to validate everyone's feelings because I'm like, I don't feel those feelings. I'm not inside of your body. I can't, I can't say that you don't feel some way that you feel, but I'm sorry. I will not validate your feelings, ma'am. You wanted to go viral on TikTok and you're embarrassing. Like I, I am not grossly embarrassed you are like that is that is I do not validate your feelings at all we were the most respectful kind people Kyle got up to the seats and like we came during Phoebe Bridgers so like let's fact check her for a second we came during Phoebe Bridgers the opener like what and she knows that because we, when we got there Kyle is like the cutest person ever he's like hi he found our seats I was seat number 13 swag um we were 13 and 14 and he like looked at her politely and was like hi just making sure like we're are you guys 15 and 16 and she was like we are and I'm not gonna lie when I first rolled up to that bitch she was giving me stank face so like I didn't you assume we'd be besties for the resties but I just I also didn't you know assume she would make a really cruel intended just absolutely hateful nasty TikTok about us because we were like had a polite exchange we told her we we're gonna stand behind our seats we didn't tell her this we just we stood behind the seats during Phoebe Bridgers to give them as much space as possible during the, the opener set and then when Taylor came obviously for the countdown we came in but it's so funny because the comments let's say there's a thousand comments because her TikTok did you know get some steam um, there's a thousand comments, 998 of them. And I did actually, I took the time to read them this go around. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. You know, we're a transparent people around here where this is a trust tree. I don't want to be like, yeah, I like literally I just like glance. The comments were all nice. No, I read all of them and they were all literally and I'm not here to spread hate about her specifically but she has to feel so silly like every single comment is like what are is literally wrong with you these are two people that are genuinely genuinely enjoying the concert so much these are two people who 
could not look happier in this content. Also, they fact checked her because they're like, the first video you post is them posting the countdown, the three, two, one of Taylor Swift. Like what? So they weren't late. And then she's like, they didn't come for the openers. And everyone's like, fact check. Yes, they do. There's videos on Shannon's Instagram of Phoebe Bridgers. And then fact check when they're like, she doesn't record the stage at all. They just record themselves. Everyone's like, fact check. Literally, you left in footage of her recording the stage. Me. I was a tech girly. I recorded the stage. I also was like in awe of the production of the concert. So anyways, all this being said, does she matter? No. Did she happen to make two people, me and Kyle both, who just found such joy, happiness, and magic from a concert that Kyle was in the motherfucking trenches for getting those tickets as everyone was that had to deal with Ticketmaster that day? Did she actually for, you know, it doesn't matter the length of time. Did she make us feel bad? Yes. Like, and so to know that there are just people out there that just choose to like do that. And and I chose the spotlight. I chose to be an influencer. I choose all these things. My friend Kyle, he didn't choose that life. He doesn't have this thick built up skin that I have. He is just a light and a joy in everyone's life. And to know that he might've felt small or less than because she even, I didn't even read the whole caption, but she got like really nasty about us. And to know that she wanted to make some like, guy feel like that that was just like enjoying like his literal idol of life and there was a quote that a lot of people commented like that Taylor Swift said which is to make someone feel dumb or stupid for finding joy and happiness and being excited about something is the worst thing you can do and like I just I can't imagine I really don't know why she hasn't deleted it like I don't I don't understand it but it is what it is like listen people are always going to want to feel important for a second and if that's what she's got to do to find that importance in her life then maybe it's a good day for her after all but let's talk about the actual concert. So we get there. Claudia and by the way, this is going to be a little bit of a longer podcast. I'm going to talk for another like, I don't know, 10 minutes. So Claudia and the whole, their whole crew, they had like 17 people with them. So they rented a party bus to drive there because like Ubers and everything are mayhem most people were choosing to walk to the concert because Nashville has this like pedestrian bridge which is really nice so they were choosing to walk to the concert and we were like I I didn't ask like basically Mar I would like die basically Margo was like are you riding with us I was like uh, I don't want to ask and then Claudia was like you can ride with us on the party bus I was like oh my god thank you so much it was so nice because we technically weren't sitting with them in the suite right they got a suite and then Kyle and I as aforementioned we're in the trenches to get these floor seats on Ticketmaster so we weren't sitting with them which was sad but we absolutely had the time of our lives which by the way I should mention the TikTok like came out after the show so like Kyle and I still had the best time of our lives had the best next day of my life when I posted all those videos and that's another reason I didn't want to post about the TikTok on Instagram because all my Instagram is right now is people being like oh my god oh my god like thank you for sharing the concert footage I felt like I was there I got chills I'm tearing up I couldn't get tickets I felt like I was there thank you so much so for me I'm Gucci. I'm happy. Like that is the joy that I feel. I'm not going to taint it by putting, and I also don't need, I, I love in, I love you guys. A lot of people did comment on the TikTok, like Shannon Ford's a queen. We love her. So I love you for that, but I don't even need to post it on Instagram and have people be like, this girl sucks. Like, yeah, I know she sucks. She knows she sucks. So um, anyways, we had a great time, but we get there. We ride out with them on the party bus. It's fabulous. It's wonderful. And we go into the concert. It's fabulous. It's wonderful. I actually did manage to get merch. It was a long line, but I promised um, Taylor's little sister, Emma, that I would get her a, a hoodie. And I held steadfast to it. And I got her a hoodie from Taylor Swift. It's an extra, it, all they had was extra large left. It's probably going to swallow her, but whatever. Um, I go in the merch line. We get a couple of drinks. They don't have tequila. They only have vodka. Shit was weird. But um, I drink vodka. I was a Tito's girly. I said, turn up. And so anyways, we go to the concert. We have the literal time of our lives. 
Alright, if you girly pops have been following me for a while, then you already know that I've been using care of vitamins for legit years. I think actually around five years. Now, I love these things for a multitude of reasons and have gotten all my family to start taking them as well because anytime I go home and they see my cute little personalized packs, they're like, wait, I need that. And it's great because outside of it being personalized with their name on the packets, like it literally says Shannon on the packet. I love it. It's completely personalized with what your body needs. You just take this easy, in-depth five-minute quiz and it asks you all about your body, your lifestyle, your day-to-day consumptions, and health goals. Now, this is the part though. This is the part where we got to be honest like how many drinks you have a week. And we all know we'd be having that wine, but it's great because like me, who be having that wine in my pack, I get magnesium, which is helpful because you can be deficient in magnesium when consuming alcohol. It explains it all in this pamphlet they give you too. I love it. I've got ashwagandha in my pack as well for concentration. We've got B12 for energy, probiotics for my gut health. And everyone, I think I'm doubled up on my gut health too, the probiotic, because everyone wants good gut health. And I can see a serious difference in my digestion when I'm consistently taking my care of vitamins. Each shipment comes with a customized pamphlet showing you exactly what's in your individual daily packs and why it was recommended specifically for you and your health goals, which was personalized by Dr. Backed Recommendation, taking all the guesswork out of what supplements are best suited for you. Because God knows I don't know any of this stuff. So we need, we need the doctors to come in here. Also, for all of us trying to take care of sweet mother earth a little bit more, you can take comfort in knowing that care of's daily vitamin packs are made of plant-based compositable film so you can stress less about your impact on the environment. I am always traveling, as you guys know, so having these individual packs that are like already made up with everything I need in them is just so much more convenient than packing a bunch of different bottles of pills. And y'all already know that I hooked it up with a code. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code probably 50. That's a whopping 50% off your first order that'll head straight to your door by heading to takecareof.com and entering code probably 50. You're welcome. Let me break it down for you. Okay. My favorite eras to listen to. Definitely folklore. Definitely Evermore. I'm a folklore Evermore girly. Like I literally love them so much. Um, I obviously don't love that Shake It Off is in her set, but I get it, right? Like I get that she does it for the younger crew. I get that she does it for like people that just like really love that song and it was an iconic song of hers. So I get it, right? But like that is when I chose the one time to sit down in my shoes. And I will say, I still like looked around and the joy that you feel from like all of these people just living their best lives. Like, so that says something. The song that I was not excited for and sat down during, I still found happiness in because I looked around and everyone was just like living their best lives. It was so cute. So anyways, I loved Folklore. I loved Evermore. And then I was pleasantly surprised by, um, and Claudia said this on her podcast, Lover. I actually love the Lover album as well. I was never a big, big fan of the singles, like the me, like the me song, like literally makes me cringe. Like I don't like that song, but um, I, I always loved the song Lover. So I really like that. I'm going to have a hot take here. I've never been a fan of Archer and seeing it live made me like it a little bit more, but still not really sold on it. And people always say that she wrote that song because she's a Sagittarius and the Sagittarius, which of course we have the same star sign, me and her. Eh. But like people say that the archer is like the symbol for Sagittarius. So you would think that my ego would make me want to like that song even more, but I just don't. Um, I did really, really love. So Reputation, of course she has iconic songs for that. Of course everyone remembers the era with the bleach blonde hair and she was just like on her like fucking like rocker girl shit, right? 
But I don't know how to explain that I wasn't like dying. And everyone was like, dress up for Reputation Era. And I was like, mm, nah, I'm not really like a Reputation girl. I loved, loved the Reputation songs being performed live. She just took so much time to give back to anyone that bought a seat if you were in the nosebleeds you had a different show than I did you know what I mean like I was yes on the floor which was so cool and like so exciting for me but like I didn't see the stuff that y'all saw so you guys had a leg up from the floor seats and then of course the floor seats have a leg up because they're looking at her closer as she's performing like she takes into account everyone that is on that like floor or in any seat and it was just so sweet to see because like not even sweet to see it was just badass to see like the production was and obviously she's like the number one would you say that she's like one of the number one pop stars like right I don't know am I speaking out of my ass because I'm just such a huge fan I mean she's just like a number she's selling out stadiums like at a level that you can't even imagine so I get it but even still some people might take that and be like yeah let's save a little bit of money let's not go like hard 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 on the production you can't you can't put a price on the show she put on you just cannot it was just it was incredible from start to finish it just really was our secret songs were 15 and abigail was there and she was in this like tent that was nearby the floor seats were on so we were like watching abigail watch the show it was like oh, like beyond 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 also like obviously again my ego she sings about her redheaded friend in high school always growing up whenever i was like 15 we would sing that song and i'd be like you're redheaded friend shannon like you know what i mean it was just like, iconic it was iconic and it was so special and when she sang invisible strings she gave this whole little speech which I love the song Invisible String because like RIP her and Joe, but like it's about meeting a British guy that you never would have thought you would have met in your entire life. But this Invisible String was like tying each other, you to each other the entire way. It's actually really funny in the video I have of her performing. You can watch her in the part where she's like, um, all along there was this invisible string, right? She gets this, like she does this little hand motion where she looks like she's holding an invisible string. And then she goes and she flicks it off of her, AKA Joe. <laughs> like she literally, and I'm like, oh, her symbolism is just iconic okay she just doesn't miss a beat and but she gave this little speech about how in the song she says she used to sit at centennial park centennial park is a park bench in nashville and so she goes this whole little bit about it it's just so sweet because i don't know if the city did it or what but like the uh centennial park has a bench now that has a, a little uh plate that says this is for taylor to sit and read because in the song it says it's there for her to sit and read it was just so cute love the concert we get back we're so excited we're watching everyone and this is karma at its finest this is instant karma and this is what you get for being a bitch okay me so we're walking out of the concert i'm looking at kyle so we're walking back to our party bus because we had a parking pass we didn't claudia and them did because they had a parking pass because they had a suite so like i was like iconic we basically were gonna walk out of the stadium and walk straight to our party bus that was going to have access to the roads to leave whereas everyone else has to walk like basically a mile to get back to broadway never been to get an uber have to wait forever whatever i'm looking at kyle i'm like kyle imagine if we had to be in that group right there imagine and he's like oh god i don't know if my feet could do it and i'm like oh my god i'm so tired i just like i have succumbed to the idea that like we are so lucky we are so lucky that we get to get on this party bus and just ride off into the sunset and then as for mentioned at the beginning of this podcast man and vibes um yeah i we roll up to the bus and the hoods popped and i see the driver standing outside of it and i look and everyone's like the bus broke down. And I was like, no. And they're like, the bus broke down. And now think about it. Now, if we're going to join the walking crew, we should have left way earlier. Like now we're in the back of the walking crew. And I was like, could you imagine? Could you imagine being one of those people? And like, I wasn't even being like cocky. Like, thank God we have this. I just felt like, oh my God, thank God Claudia invited me on this fucking bus. And I don't want to walk anymore. And um, yeah, so long story short, we walked, we walked 
further and longer than most people because we had to wait in the lines to even begin to get the pedestrian bridge had like a mile long line to get onto the pedestrian bridge which you have to cross to then get into Broadway um it was about 2 30 a.m when we were sitting at a diner eating rattlesnake pasta in downtown Broadway which like I am not gonna lie to you right now was a vibe like here's the thing about when you're just in a happy like go lucky state of mind everything that was happening yes when I realized we had to get out and walk I was like fuck but I was with my friends like I I just seen Taylor Swift like I was riding high that the walk was like low-key miserable but like it was only miserable because my feet hurt at that point it wasn't like oh we're so like whatever you know everyone was just riding high and having so much fun and then I ate the rattlesnake pasta and then I came home went to sleep at three in the morning it was the wildest thing like that I I cannot believe how late I've stayed up lately and yeah then I'm going to today's Monday I fly to Dallas on Thursday I'm still riding high. I actually, okay, I'll wrap it up here. I go to the PBR. So the PBR is iconic because it's like the rodeo. And I grew up, my best friend Drew had a rodeo arena at her house in Gilbert. And they were like rich, rich. And so I would go to the rodeo arena when they would like have rodeos coming to town. And so like, I just like fucking love the atmosphere, love all of it. And that was like a small town in Gilbert, South Carolina. They weren't like popping rodeos, right? This is like a legit rodeo in Fort Worth, Texas. So I'm so excited. I've never been to Fort Worth. If you're from Fort Worth, um, I'm excited to see what it's all about because everyone says it's like fucking legit with all the bars and the stockyards and everything I cannot wait plus my whole family will be there and they were always a fun time I'll get to see one of my like dearest closest sweetest kindest people in the world who I'm obsessed with Kate Davis her husband's a bull rider and it's just like the coolest thing in the world so um yeah I'm really excited for all that I will no doubt keep you guys updated and posted on how that goes and my sister is becoming a doctor okay she's graduating med school that's really cool congrats Lauren I love you guys Thanks for being along for this ride. And thanks for sticking with me through the break. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I'll never do it again. Love you. Bye.